This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Take a sip of coffee. I'm drinking half a cup today. Hello. Hello, Brother Larry. <laughs> Shannon morning. Davis, how you doing? Doing well, thank you. How are you? Hey, doing great. You ready to roll? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Folks, let's get started. Brother Gary, uh, you would like to introduce our guest tonight? Uh, I'd say that uh, it's an old friend and... Uh, uh, repeat uh, program, and uh, when I say that, that he's been on many times, and uh, always around election time, and uh, because he focuses on the things that we don't focus on. And uh, Larry, would you open us in prayer? Sure. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. We just ask forgiveness of our sins. We thank you, Lord, for freedom. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings you've given us. And we just thank you, Lord, for salvation. Again, a second and third and a lot of chances, Lord. We thank you for the new covenant. And again, Lord, we ask the communication to go out today be, be clarified, clear, precise, in the name of Jesus, to edify you and your word. We go forward with you today, Lord. And just thank you for the opportunity to speak the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, Larry, I, I think we need to use this, the uh, cell phone because uh, I didn't hear you toward the end. Oh, Larry? It's not working. Your connection yeah. is uh, clear, but can you speak up a little bit? Can you hear it now? I can oh, hear you. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Don't don't use speakerphone. <laughs> Pardon okay. me. Don't don't use speakerphone. That that uh, takes away the volume on the on the phone. I'm not. Okay, that's good. Awesome, brother Gary. Over to you. Okay. Well, I'll tell you one. Uh, Larry Bird has uh, been a, a good friend of mine with his wife, Susan. And uh, today we're going to be talking uh, to our fellow listeners around the world. So it's uh, good evening and good day <laughs> wherever you are. And it's good to have you back. And today we've got an awesome guest, which you heard was Larry Bird. He's been uh, heard many times before, but always uh, at the time of election, because he's going to be speaking about many things, And but one in uh, instance, uh, we will be hearing about how your vote is so important. And, Larry, uh, I understand that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, um, in his previous election, um, lost by one vote. Now, that created a lot of chaos and confusion because they didn't expect that. So uh, we're going to, um, we're going to be talking about the power of prayer, and we're going to be talking about uh, something we all take for granted until we don't have it. And can you guess what it might be? Well, we'll be talking about that in a moment. And uh, in the meantime, just a reminder, we'll be taking worldwide communion toward the end of the program, uh, not the second Sunday of the month, as you may well be doing if you go to a church. And uh, But we want to take a moment uh, for you to have a chance to get some bread or crackers and some wine or grape juice or whatever you'll be using as uh, God examines the heart, the repentant heart, and not what is in the cup. Now, uh, on with the program, and uh, Larry Bird, who uh, is president of the Oak Initiative. Well, what's that? Well, it's a political arm of the Morning Star Church here in Fort Fort Mill, South Carolina. And Larry, uh, before we go there, I'd like to tell the uh, listeners that you were born and raised and educated in Santa Fe, New Mexico, part of the United States. And then on to college, and you told me you went to Eastern 
New Mexico University getting a B.S. in biology and geography and a master's degree in environmental management. What in the heck is that? Well, I tell you, environmental management is we like we all like to have a clean environment, and we like to you know minimize our pollution on God's creation. And so I studied that in depth with air, water, soil, and water in order to preserve our environment, conserve our environment, and also have fair environmental policy, which gives industry a chance to produce goods along with protecting the environment. There is a balance. There has to be a balance out there of industrial production and environmental protection. And in doing so, we can do both things at once. And now there are places where we should not produce industrial goods, but there are many places where we can have industry. And we can have industry and environmental protection conjunctly with one another and have a balanced policy and go forward. And we wow. believe in clean. Yeah, I believe in clean. You know, we believe in clean water. You know, clean air. Everything that we that we love in the mountains and our valleys and clean water and clean streams and fishing and we need to protect protect our oceans. We need to protect our estuaries. The protection of the environment is very very important in protecting God's creation and doing so it's responsibility of the Christian church to do that but I, I don't mean have unfair uh, regulation I just mean be cognizant that we need to have a clean environment and one thing I've noticed around here is the amount of trash that is on the highways and byways and that's really disturbing to me because we need to ensure that our people know how important it is to have a clean environment that includes the road that includes the roadways that includes that includes your home that includes industrial production it, it includes everything and that's the reason I went into that to protect God's creation well I I thank you for that I was not aware that they taught this in college and uh for you to get your master's degree in such a, a program, I think is mind-boggling. And uh, I uh, know that you uh, you went to several colleges. And uh, tell us about the University of Phoenix. Well, that's a national. Or it's a national university, national, and there's many campuses and. Uh, I was very fortunate enough to be able to teach in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I was given the task of teaching environmental management, environmental ethics, and environmental pollution control. And I did a little teaching in math. And the thing is that the the mandate was to teach the emphasis, emphasis on what is the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act, the National Environmental Policy Act, which was so important to our 
preserving our environment and educating people what it really is and getting that to be an integral part of our life. But however, I emphasize the fact that we need to have fair and ethical regulation on all of us, not too stringent, not too easy. But we do need to have constraints that do allow us to produce goods and also have environmental protection, recreation, and a good quality of life throughout this country and basically the world. Wow. That's what I got to do there. And and doing that, uh, was very blessed to do that. Got to touch a lot of people's lives. But along with that, teaching that those concepts was a concept. I always, when I gave my lectures, was always a a message about about righteousness and about doing things ethically. You do things ethically, even in the environment. It's righteous, and God wants us to do that. He wants us to protect our creation and also allow us to have a quality of life that's affirmative for all of us to live in a world where we have freedom and liberty. I understand that after graduating from college uh, and and uh, doing some work in this uh, land reclamation and uh, what have you, that you went back to college as a professor. Tell us about that. Yes, that was uh, that was a really an honor for me, and that was a blessing from the Lord that I could, could go back and teach what I know specifically in land reclamation to the students from a practical application of being able to practice it out in the field and coming back in and covering all the environmental concepts that I learned in college. And in other words, applying this, uh, this education and then, and then what this, what this did was allowed and a mandate for the coal industry to reclaim lands after surface mining, to recreate the environment, to recreate the land to have a use after mining. And that was taking place, and in doing so, again, very practical for the student to go out in the field and see the actual mining, what it takes to have a coal mine, also the permitting process of environmental of projects in which they have to go, they have to uh, adhere to environmental regulations when they permit a mine or an industrial site. And doing so... It could be permitted in such a way where you have environmental protection along with allowing production of coal or an industrial product, which is done in conjunction with one another. And that's ideal if you can do that. And uh, it was a privilege to be able to teach and be able to see the mind of students light up, understanding what it means to take care of God's creation and also allow for production industrial production along with environmental protection and that's really what we were striving to do and it was a privilege to be able to teach and go back and do this and do something practical for the youth of America. Wow. Now I understand you were also uh, in the reserves or military? Yeah, I was on active duty for four and a half years. And then I came back and was in the National Guard and the reserves. I got to, uh, yes, that's correct. 
And uh, twenty years. Wow. <laughs> now I understand something happened at around age forty, where a warrant officer was getting on your nerves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tell us about that. Well, I like to, it's an honor to it's an honor to tell this story, Gary, because the warrant officer was a Christian, born again Christian, and he we would go to coffee or we would be in formation, we we'd be on duty sometimes performing our mission and during our off time he would always talk about the gospel and talk about the Lord. And I go, what are you talking about? And he told me one time, he goes, Larry, you're a good man, but you lack something. He says, you're an honest man and you try to do things the right way, but you're lacking something. And I did not understand what he meant. But what I was doing was I was taking my profession, which was a military. And of course, my career as a professor teaching college and also striving to do the best I can on my own. But at the same time, I was sinning dramatically by drinking drinking and partying and a lifestyle that was not conducive, not conducive to the Word of God and really not productive in my overall life as a family man and as a father. And I really... He kept on. He kept having, kept hammering me about why don't you accept the Lord as your personal savior? And I said, you know what, Warrant Officer Ortiz, I do not want to be a holy roller like you. And it took him back a little bit. But the thing is, my life progressed where I was still drinking and I was partying. It came to the point where I was just about to lose my job in the military and also in my civilian life, which I was doing at the same time, reserve. And I could have been fired from both jobs because my performance was good as far as as the job assignments. However, my ethics, my character... My attitude and my approach to life was very poor, was very poor. It was all about me, myself, and I. And that is where he kept on praying for me, and we'd have Bible studies at his house. And finally, finally, by the grace of God, as I was really really close to losing my career, I did accept the Lord as, uh, as my personal Savior. And there was the biggest difference in my life that I can't imagine. It's, a, it's, a, it's really gut-wrenching to tell it because <clears throat> the lifestyle was complete 180-degree change. And that means character. That means honesty. That means production. That means a man of my word telling the truth, moving forward, and and really, really, with a with a the ausp the auspices and the, the 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 push of the Holy Spirit in my daily life, my daily life of of living an ethical and righteous life, it became a part of my life. 
I knew the law way back, but the thing is, the law turned into what? Grace and God's word, and really and truly, it turned me upside down to be a productive citizen and to be what I'm doing right now, or else I wouldn't be, I would not be talking to you if that warrant officer wouldn't have kept on after me to go to Bible studies, read the word, and dedicate my life to the Lord, because it was the biggest difference I've ever seen in my life, and I'm a miracle for sitting here right now talking to you, and I appreciate everything that man did for me. In fact, when he was 80 years old and I was about 60, we went to the prisons and ministered out there to the prisons together. What a testimony to be able to mentor, I mean, to be able to to, to uh, minister with your mentor, the one that really made the difference. And I think we need a mentor sometimes to get us really into the, to the Word of God, and I really appreciate that man. Yes, sir, Gary. Wow. I, I I remember when you came to uh, Fort Mill, South Carolina, with uh, your wife Susan, and uh, you were talking about running down to the prison. And uh, of course, uh, I had uh, gone into the prisons a couple of times, but it wasn't uh, a regular thing. And you were going down, and you were taking even born-again Christian novels and uh, books that that told what the truth was, and the truth was setting the prisoners free. Yes, sir. And I, in fact, one time, I remember you said you want to go to prison, and I said... No, I don't want to go. I've served my time. <laughs> and uh, laughing, and uh, you said, help me with these books. And I thought, what? What's he doing? And you were, you had boxed up uh, several boxes. I don't remember, but you had me carry them inside um to a library in the prison where Christians and wannabe uh, people who wanted to change their life and their direction and their purpose in life that were now serving time and uh, because they are errors of their ways, and you were bringing into the library books on how to become born again, how to be a good Christian, how to be a father or a son uh, to the Lord. And then I, I was amazed at, <laughs> at the number of books that you brought in. And uh, we... Uh, went elsewhere afterwards, but uh, that was really something. And uh, I said, why do you do this? And you said, how are these people who don't have Bibles going to know the Word and the promises of God? And I, I thought, well, nobody reads the Bible. And you said, well, if they have one, 
But the fact of the matter is, is that these people are coming from a different place and a different direction, and they need help on their level. And uh, these books were other information that they could relate to, and I thought that was awesome. I never forgot that. <laughs> well, that was a it was a privilege to get in there and, and give them the opportunity to get the material in their hands. In addition to, we took some Bibles in there too, but the main thing is that they were just like me, you know, lost, talk, thinking about themselves. A lot of them were protecting their mother from men coming in because basically they came from a divorced family and the the man was the father was not at home so they really were they were really the father of the house guarding the mom and they went out and they didn't really have a structure of life within the family circle a love from a male a male a male love is so important in a family of course god designed the family you know mother and father and dad was not there to lead the spiritual life and so they went out and they joined gangs and they did things they they did things they were un, they were economically you know underprivileged economically and socially and you know they they really had to sometimes steal sometimes do things they sometimes push drugs in order to bring money in and uh, of course human beings like to for some reason we like to take the easy way out and pushing drugs is a pretty easy way to do it until you get caught or you got to pay your handler and you haven't got the money to pay. And <laughs> sometimes they pay and sometimes it's really a mess. And the main thing yeah. is that there's an opportunity to go ahead and live a, a different life, a different life. Just like me. Yes, sir. Well, you know what? I, I saw you, uh, get active in, uh, uh, an organization, part of the church, uh, and it was uh, the Oak Initiative. What what is that? Well, it's a faith it's a faith based organization that stresses uh, righteousness and and uh, government, and you know government uh, locally, statewide, federal. And the main thing is uh, it's to educate the church, educate people of what it really means to have a ethical policy, ethical people running for office and and educating people and having them participate in our process and you know in our democ in our constitutional republic, which, you know, we do elect officials to represent us and to and to vet righteous and ethical people so they'll represent you in the things that in the things that matter. You know, that's, you know, honesty and character. And the bills need to be, you know, crafted the same way in the legislature, in the, in the town council, in the county council, even in your own family. You know, we have our own righteous way we should do things. And the main thing is, again, it's a carryover of ethical living, which comes from the church, and then the church to carry that out every every mountain, and specifically to government and politics, and also, you know, entertainment, media, government, education, 
church, family, individual, all the seven mountains, and uh, that's what we do, and that's what we've been we've been doing. Well, you know what I I didn't realize that this was not just a uh, function of a local church that you actually share that information with churches around the world, around the country, and it's amazing how little we know. Tell us about that. Well, I tell you one thing about the knowledge of that of those specific topics. You know, we've really not taught civics in school for a long time. And civics is so important. And then, of course, you grow up and you're busy or you have a young family. And you really don't have time to get educated about particular things like, you know, education policy, governmental policy, you know. And we what we'd like to do is, is educate the people in every aspect so that they can make a, a, a good decision on who to vote for of what their comments will be when they go to a public hearing or go to a public meeting. They'll, they'll, they'll know what to say, educated-wise, and also knowledgeable of what it takes to have ethical and fair, honest government and liberty for everybody. That word liberty, you know, is very, very important. And not everybody's had liberty throughout. And, we've, you know, we've made some really good strides in racism, we made good strides. We made good strides all the way around. But we need, you know, to, to also give everybody a, a fair shake, fairness, and everything we do. Equal opportunity. Wow. Based on what? On qualifications. Based on knowledge. Not favoritism. Give everybody a shot. Well, you know, it. You may be talking to a foreign country or a city in a different state, but uh, we have really fallen short of the mark uh, in the United States. And uh, uh, what can we do about that? And and uh, tell them about the uh, importance of the vote. I tell you, we need to start with the church, start with the general populace. People need to know righteousness. They need to know right from wrong. We have to have a standard. We've got to go back to the standard, a standard of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And that starts within the church. That starts at the, with the pulpit, and then the pulpit goes out. We need to take what we learn in church out, to our four, out of the four walls into government, <coughs> into everything we get involved with. Even business. We need ethics in business. Our corporations need, you know, we need to run our corporations as well as we can, as honest as we can, based on God's principles of character and honesty and going forth to help the other man and the other woman and our children. And in doing so, we can, we can make a difference. And you start there, and the thing is this, there is people that do not vote anymore. They have lost hope in the system. How do we get hope back in our system? 
We elect righteous people. We elect people with character. We know the issues. We go out and talk to people. We campaign. We get involved. And our message has to be positive, and we do not want to turn people off with our message. The message is just a kind message given in love and understanding that we care about we care about their future, we care about their future generations of our children, the future generations, the future, this generation, the next generation. We want them to have the same opportunity that we had, and that's freedom and justice for all. And in doing so, it'll make a difference, but everybody has to get involved. We need to get away from the apathy. We need to refrain from giving up, and we need to have guidance from the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus Christ in everything we do, everything we do, because it's easy to want to quit. It's easy to get discouraged. It takes time to build back what we have. We need to go back to the basics, but the basics are learn of what righteousness really is and how do we follow the path of ethical government or ethical behavior or ethical just everything we do is based on the principles of what? Giving everybody equal chance with liberty and justice for all and being fair and giving everyone a shot at fulfilling their dreams as a child and letting them use creativity to move into a career that's really, really what they want to do. They really want to do something. If they're, if they're really gifted in art, you know, they need to be pushed in that area. If they're gifted and they want to be a doctor, they have the freedom to go to medical school and be a doctor and not be afraid of not, be afraid of not having a chance. We need to have liberty and justice for all, and I really feel that, Gary. Uh, Larry, you know, I never thought a mother or a father uh, would have much uh, response in the voting or congressional type uh, world, but there is all levels of of need, and the school board needs to hear from the mothers and fathers of their children that are being taught things that I wouldn't dream possible. Talk about that. Well, the main thing is that these kids need a curriculum, a righteous curriculum. And the curriculum is, you know, we go back to the three R's, you know, and you, you, I guess I give them away my age, but, uh, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic, and also IT now, but... The main thing is school is designed for is to teach somebody how to make a living. And we want to keep, you know, keep politics out of out of the schools. We want to keep we want to keep racism out. We want everything to be straight up uh, a curriculum based on the learning outcomes of our students that they can go out and make a living straightforward. They can learn how to do math, calculate, balance a checkbook, some of the ones go up, want to go into calculus, general math, whatever they want to do. Some want to go want to be doctors. Some want to be chemists. But we have a have to have a curriculum 
that drives that into students when they're young. And we don't have time to really, to really waste, it. we don't want to waste their time because every, every time they're out of, out of school and they have a field trip or they go somewhere, they lose out on academia. Academia is the number one thing that we need in a school. And again, it starts with a basic, really great curriculum which drives education without prejudice on anybody. And this needs to be, again, basic, basic, basic education. And that's character, and that's development, and that's not things that they don't want in there. We don't have time for social, you know, social uh, education that should be taught in the home. And and uh, we look at it that way. And, uh, you know, uh, what else do you have? Well, I tell you, uh, being involved, it, I've never seldom called my my congressman or my senator or whatever have you because I didn't think they would listen. But if everybody took that attitude, then the congressmen are not going to be representatives of the people, but they are going to do their own thing. And we have to hold them responsible, and we have to be heard because those switchboards at the Capitol, switchboards are the way of showing and expressing your concern maybe about our southern border. Yeah, you know, you can also use the, you know, use texting, email, personal visits, go to political forums, get to know these people, get to know these people, see where they stand, see where they stand, always get a hold of them. But the thing is, before you can, before you can get a hold of these people, you have to be educated, educated when you go in there of what you really want. What do you, you know, you should look at the, 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 specifically what's going on at the border and you should know what's going on. You know, they're coming in and they're not vetted and you know, there's some dangerous people coming in here. And the main thing is I don't believe a country's ever survived. Not that I know of without borders in the whole world. I really don't think that's happened. And so that that's just something that the, the, the general population should know this and go in and talk to them and, and see how they're going to vote. And another thing is when they cast their vote, you need to know how they voted. Did they vote the way you wanted them to? You know, some people forget that, indeed, they do work for us. You know, they work for us. We don't work for them. And that's what, that's, that's what the, that's how they designed the Constitution of the Republic. That's the reason we vote people in. And people represent us. Now, you, people, a lot of people think about, they use the term democracy. We are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. Democracy is mob rule. What I, what I mean by mob rule is they can go whatever, get whatever they want by, the, by a general population and, and the majority, but sometimes a majority is not does not know the issues. They get very emotional. 
And the thing is, we need sound policy, sound policy in every area. And this sound policy needs to have accountability, accountability. They can pass all the laws they want. But the thing is, the bottom line is, is there a change of heart to, to go by the law or go by the, the legislation and make this a better country and a better land based on principle? We need a change of heart. We need a revival in America. We need a revival in the world. We need a change of heart. We need a change of emotion. We need to get away from me, myself, and I and think about the general good of everybody in the world. And we can do it that way by being informed, knowing the Word of God, and going forward with a good attitude of we're going to go back to the basics and make this a better country. You know, I'm I'm impressed with the information that you have because some people need to start somewhere. Uh, they're overwhelmed with some of the things that we're saying because they never thought about it. They never voted. They didn't think a vote would count. And uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, on his previous election, lost by one vote if only someone who was knowledgeable about what he was doing or sought the word and the information necessary to know more, it would have not gone that way. And you know what? The Oak Initiative gives them so much information that it would be a good starting point. And uh, tell them the website. It's uh, the uh, it's, it's the initiative. It's it's the Fort Mill Oak Initiative dot. It's Fort the Fort Mill Oak Initiative dot org. The Oak Initiative at gmail.com. The Fort Mill Oak Initiative at gmail.com. Okay. And uh, what about emails? That's it'd be the same thing. Uh, it's a it's a Gmail address, Fort Mill Oak Initiative at Gmail dot com. Okay. Uh, now say that a second time because they, we've kind of overwhelmed them, and they need information. Okay. Fort Mill Oak Initiative at gmail.com. All right. Hey, I want you to know I have a copy of that information. I learned things I didn't know, and I went to the church. Why? Well, I mean, I went to church for a different reason, to be closer to the Lord and and uh, to see uh, the church actually take an active part in what's going on. And if you have what's going on in your country or state, you need to know how to respond. And, of course, he 
told you about the uh, being active in the school board, being active in in areas where you are exposed uh, to these uh, congressmen. And the thing is, is that they work for you. If you don't tell them what you're concerned about, they can't be held accountable to what you need and what the country oftentimes needs. And uh, I, I tell you, Larry has been at many conferences, many political meetings, and meeting with key figures in our present government, and you have some grave concerns as to where this country is going. How would you convey that information to them? Again, again, it's it's uh, you got to know some websites to go on the news, and you got to you know you got to follow good news good news websites. And uh, again, go to your you know to your Congress, go to your local people, the local, it starts, again, it starts with the town council, again, it starts with the uh, county council, and it goes to the state senators, and also the governor of your specific state, or where, I don't know where you're at, but the main thing is also in education, you know, there's, there's uh, a, <coughs> excuse me, there's guidelines that they have to go by. They need, they need a good curriculum. You, you need to attend school board meetings. Attend school board meetings. See what the policy is. Attend town, you know, town town meetings of these politicians. They have they have a uh, they come back from Washington periodically, and they have town meetings. And you know, you need to pick up where they are to get that information to get that information out. What's going on in education? What's going on in the What's going on in government? What's going on at the border? What's going on with uh, human trafficking? What's going on with this? What's going on with that? You've got to have the source. You've got to go to the source. So go to the government. Go to your congressman. Go to your state representatives. Find out who stands for yeah. righteousness. Who stands for what you believe in? And uh, I I totally agree um, that we need to get together in our own living room with people we know so that we can be representative of of a change that needs to take place in our government, whether it be local, county, state, or federal. And, uh, yeah, and, and Larry, I so appreciate your telling us about that. And, uh, you know, there are people that don't have a warrant officer when they're 40 years old or even 30 years old. There's got to be an answer, and it starts with God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever shall believeth in him shall have eternal life. What? 
That's right. That's the key to your moving forward spiritually, like Larry did. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever will believeth in him will not die but have eternal life. You notice what I'm missing? You don't have to earn it. Yeah, but you don't. You don't know what I did. He does. That's right. He not takes you just the way you are. And if you will accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it shall be blessed that you get saved. For it says in John 3.16, and... Uh, Verse 17, that uh, God did not save, excuse me, got a little little sunlight here, for God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be saved through him saved you've heard that word okay let's do it if you've never ever said these words then say it with me as you give your life to Jesus Christ because he knows what tomorrow is coming and you need to be ready okay Heavenly Father, of my own free will, I give my life to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and that he is the Son of the living God, that he died on the cross for my sins, And that conquering death, he rose again to sit at the right hand of God the Father. Of my own free will, I invite him into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Come, Lord Jesus, come. I will serve you the rest of my days, and I ask for your guidance, your wisdom and knowledge to fall upon me as guidance from above. Amen. Well, you ever said that? You haven't. Well, this is the most important decision that you have ever made in your entire life. That's right. Because now you 
live for him. It's all been predestined, and you didn't even know you had a destiny. Well, I'm going to ask you to get ready to take communion, because we mentioned it early in the program. And uh, for you who like to look it up on the Word of God, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 11. Verses 23 through 26. And the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Okay, we take the bread or cracker together now. Thank you, Father. Thank you. And in the same way, he took the cup also. After supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back sooner than you thought. Let's take it now. It's the blood of the Lamb that covers our sins that are remembered no more. Walked clean by the blood of the Lamb of God that was slain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, I'm I'm totally overcome, Larry, by your commitment, by your involvement in other people's lives, and I just ask you listeners to think about committing your life to something like this necessarily in an area where you live and get involved. Get involved and may the voice of the people be heard because you're speaking in one accord. And Larry, would you give the uh, website and uh, Gmail again? Well, the web, uh, excuse me. The website is the is uh, oakinitiative.org. The oakinitiative.org. Okay, and the way and the Gmail. Uh, Fort Mill Oak Initiative 
at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your commitment to the Lord, your commitment to the Oak Initiative, and giving people some foundational material that they can build their operation on. And I thank you for that. And uh, Shannon usually says to me, well, what are you going to call us? Yes. (laughs) Well, Shannon, the signs of the times today. Excellent. And Brother Gary, how do people contact you and your ministry? Oh, I forgot about me. <laughs> JustinTimeMinistry.com. Go there. You'll find out everything you need to know uh, about the Gmail, about the programs of the last eight years, of Larry Bird's other programs that have been salted throughout the years. And every year he brings forth the truth and uh, Larry went when's the time to vote locally today no November the 7th okay November the 7th yeah November 7th alright so fellow listeners in the USA don't forget November 7th and uh, if you have moved what do they have to do in the United States well, if they've moved, they've got to go re-register. They've got to go to their Board of Elections or their county they live in <clears throat> and re-register. About their How would they find that? Yeah, a Board of Elections. Uh, would they find elections. that in the local phone book or where? They can go on their website and the county they're in. Like, we live in York County. You go to York County Board of Elections. You go to the County Board seconds. of Elections. Amen. Thank you. All right. Now, remember, get to the county or territory that you're in and contact them, and they'll give you the location and the hours that apply to you. And uh, thank you, Brother Shannon. What more can we say? Y'all did a great job. Thank you, Brother Larry, for joining us. And um, don't be a stranger. We hope to have you back again soon. Anytime, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Brother Gary. Great work. (laughs) All right, sir. God bless. Love you, my friend. Folks, stay tuned. Coming up next, Pastor John Terrell. Let me save this. I save the shows in between each broadcast so I can get them up quickly for you. Stand by for the refresh.